0: Welcome to another episode of Radical Urgency. I'm Cam Gallant. This is the podcast where we explore how to live a lifestyle of energy, abundance, and fulfillment. When was the last time that you stopped at a fast food franchise? Maybe a Starbucks, Dunkin', McDonald's, or Chick-fil-A? These brands are some of the most recognized brands around the world. Yet, if you look at their Google or their Yelp reviews, you would think that these are failing companies. For example, when I recently looked at the Yelp reviews of franchises near me, here were the results, and they were absolute garbage. 1.8 star, Starbucks, 41 reviews. 2.4 star, Dunkin's, 36 reviews. 2.2 star, McDonald's, 30 reviews and 2.3 star. Chick-fil-A with 55 reviews. And yet, we never check the reviews before we go to one of these locations for our cup of coffee, for our lunch break. The brand as a whole has a reputation. And as long as we perceive the brand itself as some place that we would want to go, it doesn't matter what those reviews are saying. These franchises are each ubiquitous, and most of us have had some sort of prior experience with them, or at least are familiar with the brand. Brands work very hard to make sure that their overall reputation helps their bottom line. Uh, You may have seen franchises like Subway heavily pushing low-calorie options, And this goes back and back. In 2004, McDonald's introduced an adult Happy Meal that they called Go Active. And that came with a bottle of water, a premium salad, and get this, a pedometer to measure the steps that you take throughout a day, back in the pre-iWatch days. Uh, And again, this is to make sure that the overall reputation, maybe it's so that reputation is perceived as more of a healthy option. There are even people who study sensory marketing. So think of marketing across the different senses uh, to trigger your feelings. A coffee shop where you smell and hear the ground coffee, the charbroiled smell that permeates around a Burger King, uh, the smell of an Auntie Annie's when you walk through a mall. And all of this is to deliver a consistent experience that you can come back to. With consistency, the individual ups and downs of the individual stores don't matter so much. You still come back because you believe in the brand and the reputation that that brand has cultivated. Standardization makes the individual franchises very interchangeable. Uh, And we could contrast this to an unknown restaurant, let's say a mom and pop shop with a 2.3 star review. Uh, that is definitely not a place that you would be stopping on on a road trip. We'd be looking for four, 4.5, 4.9 star. Today, we're talking all about reputation. Not just for how it affects decisions that we make about the restaurants that we go to, but how it affects our daily lives and our relationships with the people who we interact with. So what is reputation? Your reputation is how you're perceived by others. It's the summation of all the ideas and perspectives that people have around you just kind of floating around the ether. And just like a franchise where no one actually cares about or reads individual store reviews, your reputation allows people to not worry so much about your daily up and downs. Uh, Rather, it allows people to see what they can expect from you in general if you think of someone like kristen bell or jennifer lawrence and they're having a just a shitty day acting people will give them the benefit of the doubt because they know based off of the previous work that they've done and off of the image that they've cultivated in the past that both of these people can deliver for most of us we're not famous and so our reputations really only reflect a very small group of people. Maybe our family members, our friends, our colleagues at work. And if we haven't interacted with or affected a ton of people in ways that they remember, let's say by writing a hit song or marrying a prince somewhere, our reputations are just going to be known by the small group of people. Envision this like a bubble that's expanding out And as your reputation grows, as you become more popular, it expands to more people who have heard of you. And the benefit is our reputations are the key to unlock opportunities and relationships without us actually having to do anything. It's a proxy that stands in. It's like our brand, and it's based off of what other people are saying about us and the work that we've already done in the past. Reputation can be incredibly valuable. We can see this in a monetary sense if we look at famous brands like McDonald's or Pepsi or Coca-Cola. And it's valuable because the brand is a promise to deliver what people expect. On a personal level, this is exactly the same in your life. Your reputation is a promise telling somebody what they can expect from you. And a good reputation might get you a good job reference. and uh, might get you, let's say, a good reputation in your industry may lead to a promotion or people wanting to consult with you. So knowing the value of reputation, how can we make our reputation stronger? How can we take our personal brand and make it something that's going to be more appealing for more people? A lot of books have been written about this or kind of on the periphery of this in the past. So, for example, Dale Carnegie's Win Friends and Influence People. But I want to talk a little bit about if we have less than a stellar reputation, it's not going to get fixed overnight, but it certainly can be done. And really, it comes down to setting expectations and then meeting or exceeding those on a consistent basis. Some people are fearful of not meeting expectations, so they end up setting their expectations super, super low. They're like, I don't want anyone to expect anything from me, and therefore, I'll be okay. I won't be letting anybody down. But this is missing the other side of this, which is we need to be providing value. When someone goes to McDonald's, they go to Starbucks, they go to whatever fast food franchise, they're going because they have a craving. They have some sort of value that they want from that business. And in our personal lives, if we are setting the expectation at rock bottom We're not adding value to people in a way that's going to be greatly beneficial. That'll make them want to give us a new opportunity. So as we're improving our reputation, consistent action, consistent results, comes down to consistency. And I'm going to continue with this restaurant analogy If we have a restaurant with new management, let's say it's been going downhill for a while, Um, you've stopped going frequently, but one time you decide, yeah, I'll give it a try again. And it dramatically exceeds your expectation. It's like a light switch. All of a sudden, you're thinking, okay, well, this was really good. Maybe this has been a change for the better. And you'll probably continue to go as long as that expectation then continues to be met. It's not that you're going to forget that it wasn't great at one point, but you'll adapt really quickly to the new normal. And we see people adapt all of the time incredibly fast. If you look just at the adaptations we saw during the COVID pandemic, those changes happened extremely rapidly. The last thing I want to mention here is not to overstate reputation. Reputation is important, as we've already discussed, but it's not always accurate. You can have someone that has a very good or very bad reputation that can be basically a lie. For example, um, let's say some felons Felons are legally barred from voting. Um, They're barred from a lot of public housing. They're barred from jury duty. And some people can be felons for the most absurdly simple acts. You know, having just a little bit of weed on them at the wrong time in the wrong place. So this is an example of someone who reputationally might look really bad on paper. But in actuality, has so much more that they can give, that they can provide, so much more value that they can contribute to their families and to society. The more ideas that you explore, the more people that you know, the more that we can start breaking the world down and separating it, rather than looking at people in bins, Democrat and Republican, uh, Went to college versus didn't go to college, male versus female, rather than looking at these bins and grouping people, which is a really simple thing for our brains to do, we can start looking at the nuances and we can start taking into account people's perspectives and their reputations, but also considering other factors as well and considering what we're experiencing on a personal level. That's what I got for you today. If you liked this episode, I would love if you share a screenshot of it on your Instagram stories. The more people who share this, the more that podcasts like Apple Podcasts or Spotify share this out with more people. And I'm going to leave you the way that I'll leave you most of these episodes. I hope that today is uncomfortable for you. We grow when we have some discomfort that's stretching our boundaries. But I also hope that today is fulfilling.